Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Ever since the October 7th terror attacks, we've seen crazy rallies, protests, rioting across the country. Advancing the Hamas agenda, being pro-Palestinian, we've seen rallies with swastikas, with signs that say cleat the world clean, with hateful anti-Semitic nonsense. We're going to talk to a man who has infiltrated some of these rallies, who's been on the ground, who has seen these rallies from the inside. His name is Julia Rosas. You're probably familiar with him from being on Fox News or having covered the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020. He wrote a book about it, fiery but mostly peaceful. He also has a Substack now where he covers all of this as an independent journalist. Well, we're going to have him on and talk to him about what's really happening at these rallies, these protests, these riots across the country. Stay tuned for Julia Rosas. Well, Julio, it's great to have you on the show again. Uh, Thanks for making the time. Yeah, thank you for having me again. So you've been, well, you've been covering crazy rallies for, I'm sure you wish they didn't go on there. It's like you've been covering just the madness in the country over the past few years. And lately you've been covering these, you know, pro-Hamas rallies. Um, so appreciate you doing that. I, I'm sure, does it ever get kind of like scary? Do you ever worry about, you know, just how violent some of these people are? You always have to be aware of your surroundings, especially in, in these types of situations. And especially, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of New York City just because of how things are, but I've been to New York plenty of times <laughs> since since October 7th. And yeah, it's it's it was very, the very first one, it was kind of shocking because, you know, my whole, my main focus has been BLM, kind of that type of the far left in, in that coalition. And so when October 7th happened, and obviously the terrible things that happened in Israel, I was expecting the rallies to be more along the lines of here, the rallies here in the United States saying, we don't agree with what Hamas did per se, but we just generally support the Palestinian cause and Gaza and this and that and the other. And that's why I was completely caught off guard with 
when October 8th in Times Square, people, a lot of people were praising and cheering the, the attacks specifically. They specifically said that these, you know, they're calling freedom fighters. They use paragliders and, and people were going crazy. And so that, you know, that really opened my eyes uh, to just how, one, how many people in the United States support not just Palestine, but support Hamas and what they did. You know, they say they're not a terrorist organization. They say they're freedom fighters, they're a resistance movement. Um, what they did was justified. And so that begs the question to, okay, well, if you support that over there and you view the United States as an enabler of that or participant in that, in their struggle, you know, in the struggle against Israel, what are you going to do here? Right. I mean, that, that's kind of always the question. And so um, to kind of come back to your first question, I, I, do try to make sure I keep myself safe in these situations. I, as much as I enjoy covering these things, I also enjoy coming back home at the end of it. But for me, it's more not just my safety. It's really the safety of the country because as Israel continues to score victories against Hamas, my concern is that they're going to, the, the Hamas supporters here in the States are going to uh, escalate their tactics out of desperation. You know, and you're also a Marine. Do you think, I imagine that training has probably helped in just sort of keeping your cool at, at some of these there's a few things that have come in handy specifically when it comes to how to handle tear gas and pepper spray which um the, at the rag was covering the christmas tree lighting protest uh i got pepper spray for the first time in three years uh still sucks just as much as as uh, it ha- did when it happened in 2020 and, and so you got to be able to uh you know take steps to kind of minimize its effects uh, after that and and so but th- that's what i'm saying i mean who who causes a riot at a Christmas tree lighting ceremony, well, I'll tell you these these Hamas supporters they'll they'll do that and they'll probably do some more things heading into next year. You know, and of course you wrote your book "Fiery but Mostly Peaceful," which is this just the chef's kiss because that's what CNN was telling us as you know buildings were burning down in the background. <laughs> How would you put these rallies in compared to in comparison to some of the BLM rallies? you covered it in 2020 in terms of kind of like violence and are they the same people or they, you know, talk a little bit about the comparison between the two. So I wouldn't say these recent demonstrations, they haven't devolved into full-blown riots. Um, you know, my my standard for what that is, is, is pretty high up there. Um, that's not to say that they can't be chaotic. They can't be uh, dangerous uh, to a certain extent. And they certainly have been. Um, but I would say it's it's, their rhetoric is more concerning because BLM was mostly focused, not 100%, but BLM, listening to the speeches, listening to what they were saying, they were mainly focused on law enforcement. And then that in and of itself is alarming, don't get me wrong. But again, these, these like, it's not, you, when you go to these things, you're not finding some crazy person that's by themselves saying, oh, we need to take down America too, or, oh, Israel needs to be wiped off the map. It's the speakers at these events. It's the it's the activists, it's the people organizing, uh, saying that Israel's the problem, America's the problem, we need to take decisive actions in order to prevent this quote-unquote genocide. And so probably one of the most disturbing things I heard from the, from, uh, from the main stage, so to speak, was at the Palestine march in Washington, D.C. last month, which was, which they're saying is the biggest rally in, in the United States for that. And there was a speaker saying that People need to stop thinking of decolonization as just kind of this metaphor or kind of just kind of this abstract, you know, uh, line of thinking. They like this 
decolonization means violence. Decolonization means what happened on October 7th. And in their view, you know, it's not just Israel doing that, right? It's the United States. So again, it's just like, okay, well, if, if you're really, if you really believe that, then what's, what's your, what are your next steps? And so I would say the rhetoric uh, at these at these rallies that I've I've listened to over and over um, is definitely definitely more calls to action to take to take against not just police but just anyone who supports Israel. Uh, when I was in Staten Island, there was there was one speaker who was saying that if you know any of the local politicians who support Israel, we're gonna we're gonna go to them in the restaurants, we're gonna go to them at their homes, and we're gonna you know, make them regret supporting Israel and, and we need to continue shutting down this city for, for Gaza and all this stuff. So, it, I mean, some of the stuff that they say there is absolutely wild and that's the rule, not the exception. There's some people who try to say, oh, it's just ignorance with some of these people, particularly on, on college campuses. But, you know, to your point, when you listen to what some of these speakers are saying, when you look at the signs at these different protests, you know, with keep the world clean and chance of gas the Jews, it's like, it's not ignorance i mean they seem to know exactly what they're calling for they have no which is which is kind of funny because then people get upset by saying oh they're trying to paint us as all pro hamas and as as terrorist sympathizers it's like well then you should probably stop cheering for what happened on october 7th and continuing to cheer for when they hamas or islamic jihad fires rockets at civilian centers in (laughs) israel right i mean it, it i it's it's just this cognitive dissonance that they also have in the sense that it, because part of the reason why um, they don't like my reporting, the, the Palestinian side, is because I've, I've been showing the, the country what they're really saying, and, you know, when they think no cameras are around, or at least no quote-unquote friendly cameras are around. Um, there was one instance in Boca Raton where there was Israeli counter-protesters, and one of these guys was completely messed up. He was saying, I would go fight in Gaza if it means I could kill you right now. And he said that over and over. Like, I would kill it. I would kill you right now if I could go over there and fight. <laughs> and um, and then it's like, okay, well then, you know, get a plane ticket. <laughs> you know, put your money where your mouth is. But but they got upset. But but th- that cohort got upset and they accosted me at a different protest in West Palm Beach not too long ago, saying that I was a Zionist, saying that I made them look bad. And it's like, well, you know, and of course, you know, you can't really have a conversation where they're yelling at you, but I'm thinking he's like, well, I didn't force you to say those things, and I—that's not selectively edited. It's just this is what's happening, and so, um, yeah, it, it's they—they—they're calling for the intifada, which is the, that wave of terrorist violence that happened in Israel uh, back in the two thousands, while also calling for a ceasefire. So, I mean, they—they're, they're, I guess, there is some of this informed ignorance, is what I like to call it for, uh, or like I like to label it as. But yeah, they—they. They, largely by and large they they know what they want and for a lot of them it's the eradication of the state of israel you know we saw uh, paul kessler who was uh murdered and i believe it was california at a, a rally and the media blamed the sidewalk as if somehow sidewalks are, are both murderous and anti-semitic what has the media's coverage been like this you know you're at these rallies do you think the media is doing like the, the mainstream media, rather, is doing an accurate job of portraying what's really happening at these rallies and these riots? Absolutely not. And that's why I have my own Substack, mostly peaceful.live, um, because it, they're, they're running the same playbook as they did in 2020 with the BLM movement, because that's that's what their biases are, are, are towards. And I'll give you an example, again, with the Christmas tree lighting protest. The New York Times, they reported that it was going to happen. 
And last I checked, which was a few days ago, they didn't do a follow-up story on what happened. They didn't report the violence. They didn't report that uh, a New York City police officer supervisor at was stolen during the brawl, during one of the brawls that happened. And then one of the marchers set it on fire for all the cameras to see, right? I mean, th- this this was not at all a peaceful protest. It was one of the most violent demonstrations I've been to uh, since October 8th. Um, and in the New York Times, it didn't feel the need to report on that, which is, well, you knew what was happening. You put it in your paper of record that you care about so much. Why wouldn't you report on a local news? I mean, that's happening in New York City and adjacent to a very popular Christmas holiday or, you know, tradition. And again, it's just because they don't want to be accused of being racist or Islamophobic right now. That's the new thing. Before it was, they didn't want to be accused of racism. And now it's, well, we don't want to be accused of Islamophobia. Um, because, you know, that's the main issue in this country. <laughs> not not the anti-Semitism that's rapidly on the rise. It's, it's the other. So um, that's why I continue to go to many of these things as I can. Um, and I understand that people, um, you know, being tired of Ukraine, being tired of wars in the Middle East, I, I definitely sympathize with that line of thinking. However, the reason why I've been doing going to these things in the United States is because people need to understand that yes you might not care what's happening in Israel or Gaza or whatever but there's a lot of people here in the United States that do they're radicalized and they're going to do radical things to force you to care and you're probably not going to like what they're going to do so more than anything it's just to show people what's what's going well, on and I think that gets particularly concerning too since we've had such open borders under you know Joe Biden and we've had people like the FBI director Christopher Ray worry or you know express concern and warnings over the fact that there are you know pro Hamas people who are affiliated with Hamas here in the United States that we have concerns about potential terror attacks uh, here so it's it's pretty concerning when we see these rallies and we also know that we've had open borders and we have an FBI director warning us about potential tax here on U.S. soil. Yeah. And, and, and that's why when people, uh, you know, cause I, I ran a poll on my own Twitter account saying, Hey, do you, do you want me to focus more on the protests or, or, or the border crisis? And because I have a passion for both. Right. Um, and a lot of people were saying, well, the border and, and just, uh, yesterday, Allie Bradley over at news nation, she tweeted, uh, when over in the Tucson sector, there are like eight people coming from Syria. Um, and and that's why when people uh, have, again, trying to dismiss concerns about the border saying, well, these are just people from Mexico just trying to have a better life for themselves. It's like, okay, first of all, Mexicans aren't the main demographic anymore. <laughs> it's people from Central America, South America, and from all over the world. I mean, we're getting people from Africa. The furthest place that I, I personally encountered was Uzbekistan and, and China. And there's huge Chinese uh, numbers of, you know, illegally crossing into uh, specifically in the California sectors. So um, it, it, it just, it definitely seems that there's this perfect storm brewing where everything that shouldn't be going wrong is going wrong. And because of our feckless leadership within the Biden administration, there's, no, there's really, I mean, I don't say there's zero hope, but there's little hope that they're going to be able to stem whatever is coming. And the the protests are one aspect of it. The the, the border crisis is another. Then obviously we have the economic uh, impacts as well. So yeah, I uh, just being being out in the streets again 
uh, with with these rallies and, and protests, it, it has in, it instantly brings me back to 2020, and that was not a good time uh, for the health of the nation uh, at all. And it just seems that we're just continuing this downward spiral trajectory, and no one wants to seem to try to actually fix what's wrong. So I uh, I almost voted in your poll, but then I couldn't decide which one I wanted you to cover more. So I did. It was a draw for me. People were asking for for a both option. It's like no, 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 no. Like I, it's one or the other. You got you know you have to pick. I know it's a little bit of a Sophie's choice here, but it's 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 hard, right? Because and that's you know it's a ultimately just comes down to a a time and resource management. Um, Because yeah, like I said, these are those two issues alone are, are super big, and and it doesn't even cover half of the other things that are going on as well, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I have a hard time sometimes <laughs> deciding. So it's, but it's good. It's good to get feedback from the audience. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Julio on the other side. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You had mentioned some Chinese nationals as well. I mean, I saw some videos going around on X raising concerns about China, you know, potentially infiltrating our borders. And we, we know that they've already infiltrated schools or government and, you know, all these other things, which is, you know, wild that we even allow for, for this to happen. You know, we're a sovereign nation, but we don't behave that way. You know, talk a little bit about, I know I asked you this on Laura Ingram, but in, in case uh, my podcast audience hasn't heard this, talk about some of the overlap we're seeing with these groups like BLM, uh, you know, the climate activists, and then these pro-Hamas people. And then why do you think there's so much of an overlap? Yeah, I mean, it's this coalition. I mean, there were, there were Palestinian supporters got Hamas supporters uh, out during the BLM protests in 2020 um because 
um, they definitely view the fight that they're fighting as the same, you know, whether it's here in the United States against police or over in Israel against the quote unquote occupation, um, because it's it's colonialism, imperialism, capitalism, racism, um, the, the, you know, it's all the hodgepodge of isms that they love to spout about. And, and so that's why, um, and, and as I've been saying, the 2020 riots eventually stopped, but the people behind it didn't go away. Some of them, a lot of them were barely even criminally charged. So, you know, they're definitely still around. It's not like they were in prison serving 10, 15, 20 year sentences for the stuff they did. So this is just the latest iteration of all, all of their things that they, that they have grievances towards to provide an outlet to, because it's the most recent example of whatever you know of of imperialism or, or, or genocide or, or you know what have you so um the the, the infrastructure in the the people the leadership it, it's all they've they've been waiting they've been trying to you know seeing honestly i honestly thought that we wouldn't see this type of unrest until much later in 2024 with the election um and that's why it's been all the more concerning that it's happening now even well into december I mean, New York City sees protests on a nearly daily basis. They they shut down the Williamsburg Bridge uh, like a couple days ago. I mean, it, it's it's crazy, um, and and so it, it's a matter of well, let's say Donald Trump. Let's just say he just wins the nomination. I mean, I mean, do you think the RNC is going to experience some protests? Like you bet your butt they will. Um, and even with the DNC in Chicago, um, with all the other issues that that face the city, you think that you know that they're not going to face some sort of protest of some kind, especially since uh, these, these, these Palestinian groups think that the the Democrats aren't listening to them. So it's, it's this pressure cooker. It's this pressure cooker and some of it's already gone kinetic a little bit. Um, So yeah, I, they, they, they just, they are, I just can't stress of how organized and how well-funded the main kind of provocators and, people that get them out into the streets they they, they truly are a well-oiled machine well that's like who do you think's funding it because we see it these protests too they all have the same signs like you know what i mean like someone is obviously putting those together i mean they're really well made who do you think's funding this well we know for some of the groups like such as if not now um, the, if not now, was one of the people behind the, the the insurrection at the DNC in Washington D.C. not too long ago. Um, they're funded by Soros. They're, uh, they're funded by the Rockefeller Group. I mean, and they're giving them hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to 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 operate. Um, and then, yeah, there's people who uh, I mean, they fundraise just like they were doing back in 2020. They fundraise through social media. They fundraise through their websites that they have. For people to chip in and and provide support that way, so I mean, this isn't this isn't you know this conspiracy theory of um, uh, the shady funding. No, that like they they list out the groups you know that that they provide money to, and and one of the things that uh, really brought back to mind when I was going through boot camp uh, with with the Marine Corps, uh, it, you know that training regiment is very chaotic. It's very hectic. It's very jarring, and you know going from civilian life going into into that setting um but one of uh but our journalists would always say there there is a method to the madness you know there's a reason why they were putting us in this constant state of shock and stress uh and so there there's that 
definitely applies to to far left groups protesting and rioting. That there is a method to the madness, and there is a reason for it. Sure, a lot, some of it is also just because people go crazy. I mean that that definitely happens, but it, it, it's creating the conditions to allow those things to happen too. So, and you know, and this again, it's not this kind of you know, oh, it's Soros, and it, it's the like, no, it, it, like it legit. You can find the financial documents yourself um and they're, they're out there so it's there that there's there's a method to the madness and all this and um for whatever reason those in power they they want to they want to keep it going quick break more on all these crazy protests stay with us two-thirds of americans are at risk to experience a blackout you could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours for days maybe even weeks are you ready to protect your family you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What do you think is responsible for this brain rot? You know, why do you think we've arrived at this moment in history where so many Americans hate our country and hate people who don't think like them? I think some of it, some of it does come from legitimate concerns, right? It's just obviously a matter of, well, you know, do you want to actually make the country better or do you just want to destroy things? Uh, that That's kind of where the, Direction flips off. I mean, so from from my worldview, and I kind I kind I kind of bring it back to how I view this country because I was born in '96, right? So mo- most of my conscious life, you know, my self awareness has always been post 9/11. I I barely remember that day, 
And but you know, growing up, I I would always hear just how that one day radically altered the course of the country. And you know, and looking back on it more than twenty years later, you know, it's probably definitely wasn't. It didn't put us on a good trajectory to re- recover from and, and figure out where to go from there. And then you combine that with how twenty twenty played out with not just the riots but COVID and the election. Um, it's and then and then then you throw the social media aspect into it where you know the younger generation definitely gets their oh, i guess talking points from um so it's 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 this it's this buildup that's been going on for for a while and i think the 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 catalyst for that was september 11th um just because then you look at I mean, because up until 2021, I'd, I'd always had heard about Afghanistan. I've always heard about Iraq and, and the war on terror, and uh, it just—it was just a fact of life that we, for for me, it was just we were, oh yeah, we're yeah, we're, we're always there, we're always going to be there. And then and then how that played out with the evacuation, and and it really showed like we are not what we used to be in being able to do a, a thing like that. So obviously, that's going to. Um, just have this general depression with how the country is and, and then yeah you throw in the economy you throw in education and the state of just things are especially since the stupidness that covid brought and the reaction to it um yeah people are going to look for radical solutions to because they they think that's the only way that they can get the change that they want now of course like i said is that change going to be for the better or is it just because they just want to just burn, burn it to the ground, and we'll just figure it out from there. Um, so it's you know not to, not to get too in the weeds with it, but I think I think it's a combination of just kind of all those things from how, from how I see it. And, I, and I'll tell you that, especially since with after covering the riots, I mean that that really showed me how fragile our society is, right? And just how much the the security and the peace and the tranquility that we're so known for generally. Um, it can kind of be an illusion, right? I mean, it, it, it didn't take a whole lot for a lot of these cities and other towns to completely devolve into madness, in some cases over justified police action, um, like in Kenosha. And and then what happened after that, the Kyle Rittenhouse case, and that was yet another thing that was polarizing. So it, it just snowballs, right? It just snowballs. So I, I think with the way the country is going, people are going to look for insane or radical ideas to pursue in their pursuit to try to make things better. How concerned are you and having covered the border and having served the country and, you know, looking, covering these rallies and, and all of it, uh, how worried are you that we're going to see some sort of terror attack here in the United States in the near future? I'm very concerned because the conventional wisdom, um, and I'm not sure if I've said this before, uh, on your show, but uh, the the conventional wisdom with with terrorists infiltrating the, the southern border it was was very different than it is now. Because before they would say, "Oh well, the cartels would in no way facilitate smuggling in a known terrorist into the United States." Because should that terrorist commit whatever they want to commit, and it and it comes back to the cartel that helped facilitate them crossing the border, they know that they're going to face severe repercussions as they should right from both the mexican government and the united states government um because because at the end of the day the cartels want to make money and they're not going to make a decision that is going to severely reduce their capability to to make money 
but that was before the Biden administration. And that was before we showed the world that we are weak, which which we are. I mean, that that's just a fact. We are not the country that we used to be. So these cartels may were who before were making maybe five hundred million dollars a year through human smuggling, human trafficking. And then the Biden administration comes along and now they're making eight billion dollars just through human trafficking and smuggling. Of course they're gonna think that they're more powerful. And you know, you're gonna develop an ego with that and you're gonna do things that you probably normally wouldn't do, such as smuggling people from these special interest countries that may pose a terroristic threat. Because what, you think they're afraid of Biden? <laughs> you know, the guy who has to use the small stairs to get onto Air Force One because the biggest stairs is gonna trip and fall. Like, no one's no one's scared of Biden. Um, and I, I don't blame him because, again, I mean, the leader's weak, the country's weak. And so um, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but, I mean, even the FBI director yesterday uh, was testifying that all the red lights, all the warning signs are flashing red for, for something to happen. And so why would we, as a nation, why would we put ourselves further at risk by having an open border? It has to be intentional because there's just no way you could screw up this badly. Uh, I mean, it it really is just common sense. So, like, to defy common sense means it's intentional. Julio, where can I, I know you've got to go to one of these rallies? Um, where can people find your work? Uh, they can find me at mostlypeaceful.live. They can subscribe to my Substack. I'm I'm now a full fledged <laughs> independent reporter uh, because, and and I decided to go independent um, because. I really think 2024 is going to be, you know, a pretty big year in more ways than one. And so, you know, I wanted to have the freedom to kind of go where I want. There's going to be obviously a lot of protest coverage along with the border coverage, um, just because it, it just those things, those two things alone will keep me busy enough so they can go and uh, support my work over there. And then they can also find your book, Fiery but Mostly Peaceful, as well. Yes, yes, uh, my book's on Amazon, Barnes Noble, any any place you you uh, are able to purchase a book. It's still still there. <laughs> Julio Rosas, thanks so much. Uh, stay safe out there, and we'll love to have you come back on and keep us updated on all of this craziness. For sure, thank you. It was Julio Rosas. Uh, he's been covering all these crazy rallies from the BLM stuff to uh, these pro Hamas rallies. I uh, appreciate you at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer for putting the show together until next time. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume free, safe to use inside and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 